it's Leanna. Before we get to the episode, we want to take a second to thank you for listening. The fact that you chose this episode out of the millions of podcast episodes that are out there, that's pretty cool. We'd love it if you left us a review, subscribed, shared us with a friend. And if there's something you want to see us talk about on Hometown Stories, just let us know. Send an email to hometownstories at wdbj7.com. Okay, now let's settle in for today's episode. I'm going, going downhill, Zizi. Going uphill, we'll see. You might have to push me. I don't know. No. Garrett Brumfield has a dream, a dog, and a high-tech mobility scooter. Cerebral palsy hasn't stopped him from living his life. It's just made him adapt and overcome. No, I got it. I don't go to the YMCA for nothing. But Brumfield and others are on a mission to highlight accessibility gaps in rural Virginia. Being a person with a disability is the only minority population that you can join at any, any time in your life. In this episode of Hometown Stories, we'll measure those gaps and learn how we might begin to bridge them. And uh, I learn something new every day from other people, just as much as I hopefully help them too. Yeah, yeah, parking the, parking the moped right here in the, in the way. On a sunny afternoon a few summers ago, I was traversing downtown Roanoke City with Garrett Brumfield. He was having me examine my home with fresh eyes. So far on our travels, he's had to dodge a moped parked outside of a door, wonky curb cuts, a car stopped on the sidewalk. For what reason, I don't know. But he's also pointing out the good things when he sees them. See, that's where the Lime Scooter should go, right there. That's a good example. Garrett uses a mobility scooter, and on this day, he was using show and tell and his good sense of humor to demonstrate how he gets around. At one point, we find ourselves at the bottom of a very steep hill, a street so steep I often find myself wary while parallel parking there. I attempted it once, and I bailed out. Have witnesses, <laughs> but I, I I can for I'll do. Uh, I don't want to be uh, the one that I'll do anything for the camera. <laughs> what, what do you want me to do? <laughs> I did not make him go up a steep hill, but I did have him show me the realities of everyday life. Down the street, Garrett's scooter gets mired in a section of sidewalk covered in chunky gravel. You're gonna do it. So in that case, I would just get off and give it a push. Do you want me to help push from behind? No, I got it. I don't go to the YMCA for nothing. Garrett has cerebral palsy. As a kid, he would use a wheelchair or a walker, but these days he prefers the mobility scooters. On this afternoon, he was showing off his brand new four-wheeled scooter. But even new wheels are sometimes no match for a historic downtown in the Blue Ridge Mountains. So even right here, like sometimes like this, this incline right here, it doesn't look like it could be a challenge, but sometimes if I don't hit it just right, it can be, it can be a challenge for people to, to tip over. And now that I have four wheels, it's much easier, but it can still be a challenge. When he was younger, Garrett says he couldn't accept his disability, and he didn't want to talk about it. Now, that's kind of his job. Being disabled is cool until 
you're going in for your very first tattoo on New Year's Eve, and remember that you have a big stutter reflex due to cerebral palsy. That's a video he posted to TikTok last year that gained quite a bit of attention on the app. Today, Garrett is an advocate for people with disabilities, helping them push for greater accessibility. But he also helps those without disabilities better understand why adaptations for people with disabilities are important. He uses a platform he created called Overcome Yours to host speaking engagements, participate in studies, and encourage people all over the world. Several years ago, I had a colleague of mine now uh, who kind of put a bug in my ear and said, you know, it's important to really focus on the efforts that affect us most. And so I really started thinking about what issues affect me most, and that is, you know, the built environment. Being a person with a disability is the only minority population that you can join at any, any time in your life. Karen mikulski Carney is executive director of the Blue Ridge Independent Living Center. Garrett is actually on the board here. The center was founded in Roanoke in 1989, and Karen has been the executive director ever since. Their mission is to assist people with disabilities, to live independently, and to make sure the community is accessible. Things that make us unique, 51% of our board of directors must be people with disabilities, and then the majority of staff also have disabilities. So we're very community-oriented and consumer-driven. The Blue Ridge Center is one of 17 centers for independent living across Virginia and one of more than 300 across the country. And they all provide five core services. Peer mentoring, independent living skills training, information and referral, advocacy, and transition. But there are also supply services, support groups, community education opportunities, and they can access funding for home modifications. How would you rate our overall accessibility, perhaps for people specifically with a disability that requ requires modifications for their mobility. You know, I have a dream that it, that uh, there might be a, a marketing possibility for Roanoke as the most accessible city in Southwest Virginia, but we're not there. <laughs> Karen says on a scale of one to 10, she'd rate the city's accessibility out of five. It always amazes us when we get to a street where there's a ramp on one side of the street, but there's not a ramp on the other side of the street, a curb cut, and we're like, okay, you know, a person who with a mobility impairment is going to come off of that ramp and then they're going to do what? Um, or, you know, there's four corners and the, the curb cuts are on two. Um, so things like that, we will point it out, you know, to ensure that the other two corners have curb cuts. Karen says if she could wave a magic wand and instantly improve accessibility, she would start by adding curb cuts on every corner. But that's the bare minimum. She also says people with disabilities need more employment opportunities to support themselves. People with disabilities were the only people in the state of Virginia who could be paid less than minimum wage for, um, for working. And finally, um, that has ended. You, you're, you're looking at me in disbelief. I am. I yeah. did not realize that there was yeah. a law that allowed that exception. 
Yeah, um, there are there are employment programs where the people with disabilities are um, trained to work uh, to do certain things, and those what we would refer to as sheltered workshops were allowed to pay less if an individual with a disability wasn't able to produce, you know, whatever they, so many of whatever they were producing. Um, you know, unfortunately, and this has been a long time ago, but I know of uh, an individual who had had a stroke, um, was in a sheltered workshop, could not produce, you know, as much as they needed to produce to even get minimum wage. Um, and he actually ended up owing the sheltered workshop money because he had to pay for his transportation to get there. Um, so, you know, most of the time he would break even, you know, but, um, but yeah, that was, that was, you know, not too long ago. Um, so yeah, having that changed, I think was a real win for people. That law was passed by Virginia's General Assembly in the spring of this year. It will eventually fade out the exclusion that allowed employers to do this by 2030, and no one hired past July 1 is allowed to be paid sub-minimum wage. But let's say folks are getting paid minimum wage or more. Being able to afford housing is another issue entirely. We know that there are people who are in nursing homes who could be living in the community if they could find affordable housing. We can take care of the accessible part most likely, but the affordable housing is really an issue. So whoever's listening to this, if you have any impact or influence on getting additional housing built, we certainly would appreciate your help in getting more affordable housing. Karen told me she knows people who haven't had a complete medical exam in years because their doctor's offices are inaccessible. One patient reported having to bring her mother and her own lift just to get on the examination table. And then even if those basic needs are met, Karen says there are so many areas of our lives where expanding accessibility could greatly improve the quality of life for many people. And then I think recreation. You know, we have a lot of opportunity for recreation here, but some of it is limited for individuals with mobility impairments. And I think that would that would probably make a, a big difference for folks. Advocacy is important, Karen says, and can make a big difference. But ensuring that everyone has access to do that is difficult in itself. And mobility accessibility is only part of the story. There are so many invisible disabilities, ones you can't determine just by looking at a person that can affect people's day-to-day -day lives. For instance, when I see things coming from the state that asks for people to comment, and it may be something coming from the state that is going to impact people with disabilities, the language that's used to describe what it is the state is trying to do is very difficult to understand. Um, and if you have some type of a developmental disability or cognitive disability, you may want to comment about something that's important to you, but understanding exactly what's being said and exactly how to do it is really a problem. 
Um, you know, the ADA covers employers, state and local government, public accommodations, um, telecommunications, and there aren't any what we refer to as the ADA police. So it's really up to individuals with disabilities to be speaking up about what may or may not be accessible to them. And that's very difficult because a lot of people are concerned and fear, you know, retaliation. I've had issues with, you know, the where, where I live with the elevator not working and such, and I was able to advocate for myself. Whereas 10 years ago, I may not have known how to do that or may not have been comfortable doing that. Garrett says accepting his disability and devoting time to advocating for himself and others has changed his life. He works at the Virginia Institute of Autism, travels the country for speaking engagements, leads workshops, and has served on numerous councils and boards. Even while pushing for independence, Garrett says support is important. But we have to think about people with disabilities beyond the age of 18. So often people with disabilities just kind of a lot of the services and supports stop or, you know, definitely get uh, minimalized after they uh, turn 18. And we need to know that, and society needs to know that people with disabilities just don't stop and they want the services and supports and the opportunities all throughout life, just as anyone else would. You know, having a disability and all the challenges and triumphs that come with it. And it's not all sunshine and rainbows. We have bad days. We, there are still a lot of challenges. You know, we're not just inspirational simply for, for living. It's all the things that we are able to, you know, get through and, and overcome, if you will, just simply because society is still not built and made for people with disabilities. That being the case, Garrett is not letting it hold him back, if he can help it. Truth is, I've never been a big fan of being in the open water, but I'm a big fan of adaptive sports. So yesterday at Crazy Horse Marina. That's another TikTok video, this time from Smith Mountain Lake, where Garrett joined a group for adaptive water skiing. I can't tell you how many times people have just told me, like, it's great to see you out. Like, and they don't know me, just, but that's a because they don't see people with disabilities out. So it's great to see me out, you know, at a, at a brewery with my dog or, or at a comedy night or whatever, because people don't typically see people with disabilities out and out. And we need to change that. His disability plays a big part in his everyday life. But Garrett also has a tattoo and a girlfriend and a truck and a puppy. And he's found a new hobby in stand-up comedy. I'm getting into comedy. Stand up comedy will sit down in my case. I mean, that's, and that's a new avenue for me to be able to, 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 to make people laugh. That's what I love to do more than anything. I love to advocate, but I also just love to, to, to hear stories and share stories and hopefully make people laugh. Garrett encourages everyone to look at their lives from another perspective and ask, who's been left out? A good sense of humor and a walk in someone else's shoes or a ride in their scooter can open doors for all of us. And uh, I learn something new every day from other people, just as much as I hopefully help them too. You can keep up with Garrett on social media under the Overcome Yours account and keep an eye out for him at local open mics. The Blue Ridge Independent Living Center offers resources of all kinds, including training, equipment, advocacy, and more. You can reach them at 540-342-1231 or via Virginia Relay at 711.
Hometown Stories is a production of WDBJ7 in Roanoke, Virginia. This episode was written and produced by me, Leanna Scacchetti, and edited by Ben Roquelney. We'll see you next time.